I'm Dan Potter, host of the KRMG Morning News on 1023 KRMG Tulsa's News and Talk in Tulsa, Oklahoma. And this is the Damp Otter Files, conversations with Tulsa's most fascinating people. Wrapping up our visit with retired Tulsa Police Homicide Sergeant Dave Walker, we've been reconnecting while sitting on the concourse of a mostly empty One Oak field, watching the grounds crew groom the diamond. And when we left off, we were talking about reality cop shows that have been produced in Tulsa, like the one he was in, First 48 on A&E, and Live PD. Live PD was a different animal type thing because it was showing things as it was going on. Even though the first 48 does, they send it back, and they won't, they won't show anything without permission from the families. Live PD was here. You are here. You are acting stupid. I mean, I think we've all acted stupid somewhere down the road, and really don't want to be on TV when it happens. So there was a different animal to that, and then you know the George Floyd episode, the murder of that of George, caused. You know, again, an uprising with, with the, the community. And whether it's right, wrong, or indifferent, Live PD was a different twist than, than the first 48. That's why the first 48 survived. Dave Walker says the killing of George Floyd by Minneapolis police laid bare the deep flaws in many big city police departments. I ask him if he thinks the current model of policing is broken. Well, obviously, there, there's something amiss, and whether it's broken or not, yes, it is. I mean, there, there's, we're not getting what we need from those major cities. Uh, I don't know if it's the community that, that is broke, the policing uh, mentality from back in the day was, was don't, just don't ask how we do things, because it's dangerous, right? People are always saying, man, we do some dangerous stuff. So don't ask us how we, we quell that. Well, we can't live like that, you know? You just can't violate people and expect that not to come about. It Especially could take 20 there years. there's cameras everywhere. Well, there's cameras everywhere now, but we shouldn't do that as a human right. race. And, and we're not gonna get the respect from that community that we're trying to police if we're, we're beating them. You get that respect from treating them properly and kind of like you see on the first 48. They, they know how we work. We're not cheating you. You did what you did, we caught you, and now you just have to pay it. Uh, we, we didn't plant evidence, we're not doing any of that. Uh, did it happen? Yeah, there, there's documentable cases where, where cops made our job a lot harder. So, is it broke? It's definitely broke. Can it be fixed? It has to be fixed. I mean, those are questions that St. Louis asked me. Uh, Chicago's in a mess. All these major cities are, are kind of in a mess. And you even touched on on one of your shows about, you know, gun control and that sort of thing. Uh, man. Well, we're getting there. It's, uh, it's a big mess. What, what do you think is going on with all the mass shootings? That was one of our back porch deals with Hal we talked about. Uh, is, is the mass shooter a different mindset than the criminal? You know, and I answered quickly by saying yes. There is a difference. You can draw a line and say... You know, the shooter in uh, Las Vegas that, that took out all those concert goers, 
has to have a different mindset than somebody that shoots and kills four in a house over a drug ripoff. That's a different, different philosophy, different mindset. But it's all criminal to the point where you don't care about the next guy. So, uh, you know, like Krasinski, you have a, a manifesto. Uh, a guy in Buffalo that walked up and just because of race, he killed somebody. Uh, that's criminal intent. So I'm not real sure that we're much different uh, because we don't value life. If you think you can take life just because you can, uh, that's, that's a problem. When it comes to passing new laws to quell gun violence and mass shootings, Dave says... I think that argument is, is one that divides the, the nation at the moment. Uh, I, I think there's a lot of us in the middle saying, I can see where an AR-15, if you ever fired one, is a nice shooting gun. But I don't want to take it into a grocery store. And I don't need 30 rounds to do whatever I need to do. I'm in favor of any law that gets passed. I will uphold any law that gets passed. Um, and I think some of that, like Chief Franklin's kind of in, in the mix now by saying that we have to lose some of our freedoms if we want to, to be free. He compared it to 9-11. And, and I can see where he's coming from with that. And, and that immediately evoked the, those groups that say, oh, hell no, you're not going to take my gun away from me. How many guns do you need? Seriously, I don't carry a gun anymore. I just don't. I never wanted to carry a gun to begin with, but I had to just because. And now that I don't have to, I won't. I think some folks might be surprised to hear that. People are surprised to hear that. I'm, one thing, I'm not a very good shot, so it's probably good for the rest of the world <laughs> that I'm not carrying a gun. Uh, but second of all, it's just a burden. So I don't know why private citizens would want to, to strap a gun on their hip and feel that feeling of then you are now burdened with, if something comes up, you have to make a decision. Um, it's all philosophy in my, in my mind. I've made that decision a long time ago that as soon as I didn't have to, I won't. And it doesn't mean they're in one of my house. So don't come knocking on my door, but. <laughs> <laughs> How do you think Chief Franklin's doing? I like Chief Franklin. I, I really do. I, I think he's misunderstood from the point that he comes from um, a different mindset than, than most police chiefs of larger communities and police chiefs in Tulsa that we've had. I mean, it's, it's a little different. I think he's innovative. I mean, I like the real-time crime center. I think that's going to happen, and I'm glad he's on board with that. Um, I think maybe he probably could have used a little bit more seasoning before he was thrown in that role as far as managing a department of 1,500 people, uh, but he's, I think he's managing well. He's a quick study. Yeah. yeah, and he's a smart guy and a caring guy, and you have to care about you know the people. If you don't care, then then you're just going to make decisions that'll be easy for you. Some of the decisions I've heard he's made are not easy on him. Dave tells me he still keeps in touch with some of his old Homicide Squad colleagues. Uh, vicariously, I do. I'm real good friends with John Brown. I always tell the story that, that John and I have been together longer than my wife and I, so, uh, and we've been through a lot. And I also say, when you've been scared together, you're bonded. You know, and John and I have been scared together a lot. What's the most scared you've ever been? You know, 
various degrees. I mean, in 87, I was in a house fire. And the firefighters got my utmost respect because that, that fire, you see it on TV where it goes up the walls and over the ceiling and it's growling. Well, I heard that on three occasions trying to find somebody that was in the bedroom. And that is not a good feeling. But in the same regard, there was a calmness that comes over me. And I can only liken it to, to it's going to be okay. Just go do what you got to do and you're going to be okay. Uh, you know, there's been chases with robbery suspects and they pull a gun on us and then they end up dead. It's been outside a, a, an apartment door where the dispatcher says that somebody's holding a gun to a, a two-year-old's head. And you know you got to go through that door. You don't know what's going to happen. Those are all things that, that cops experience. And I can only say there's that feeling that comes over us. I want to say us because it's not just me. That says you're doing the right thing at the right time at the right place and things that are, are going to happen that will be right. So uh, that's, you know, I, I also say even in today's climate, we've got cops, people, men and women willing to put that gun badge, uniform on every day and get out there and get after it. And that's a good feeling. Retired Tulsa Homicide Sergeant Dave Walker. Our theme music is written and performed by Aaron J. Morton. I'm Dan Potter. We'll talk again soon. <laughs>